What's up, gang? Uh, you're listening to episode 14 on the Rebel Unique podcast today. Uh, this is one with Brad Cosworth, and we're diving down a rabbit hole. See you on the other side, my dudes! Welcome to another episode of the Rebel Unique podcast with yours truly, Ingrid Leckie, the hostess with the mostess, self-proclaimed. Today is going to be an epic conversation with a epic, epic fucking human. It's going to press some buttons. It's going to potentially trigger. It's going to have conspiracy theory yelled from the rooftops. And that is exactly why I'm doing it. Because regardless of any of that, my mission on this podcast and with everything that I create actually is to open up the conversation for us humans to think and look at things in a different way and potentially get a different perspective. So this is one of those conversations, and it's very relative to what's happening right now. So without going into it, I'll get the episode started. But first, I just want to talk about the epic man that is Brad Cussworth, my guest. Brad has dedicated his entire life to diving deep into the areas of health and mindset, personal development, spirituality. He's extremely passionate about helping others to peel back the layers of limitation and tap into their true power. Brad has always been a truth seeker from an early age, always asking questions and searching for answers. And this led to more than 20 years of research and investigation down many rabbit holes, many, many rabbit holes. During this time, Brad also connected many dots and the pieces of the puzzle have come together to form a bird's eye view of what is happening on the planet right now and the issues we we face as humans moving forward. The old systems of control and fear and manipulation are now being exposed to make way for a brand new earth and a new reality. Brad also specializes in human optimization, using a range of tools and strategies to enhance health of mind and body, such as breath work, meditation, movement, cold therapy, grounding, and nutrition. And he's also qualified as a Soma Breathwork instructor, a Reiki Level 2 practitioner. He's a personal trainer, and he also holds a Bachelor of Human Movement Science. Like, this guy is jam-packed and overflowing. (laughs) He's awesome. He's the best. So, um, and the beautiful Brad and I met at a self-development workshop that we both attended, I think, a couple of years ago and have been in touch back and forth ever since. So without further ado, let's get into this juicy juju. All righty, the beautiful Brad is here with me to talk some interesting stuff. How are you, gorgeous? I'm amazing, Ingrid. Thank you so much for the opportunity to do this podcast today and thank you for that incredible intro as well. I'm, I'm super pumped, super excited to, to dive right into it. Oh, sweetie, the pleasure is all yours. No. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly is. <laughs> no, the pleasure is on mine. I'm so grateful to have you on here so we can have this discussion. And I just wanted to preface a little um, disclaimer for the listeners that we are not having this conversation to create fear. Um, our intention for this conversation is to invite you all to ask your own questions, do your own research, not believe everything you see on mainstream media. We don't claim to be experts or scientists or virus people, any of those things. We are just like you guys and we just want our voice to be heard. So this is an open and honest discussion about what is happening in the world right now. Um, And listening to this, you may or may not think, ah, conspiracy theorists. And that's, that's, on, that's, that's fine if you guys want to think that, but 
um, what I do, what I want you guys to do is just have an open mind into the discussion that the awesome Brad and I are going to have today. So how I wanted to uh, start this was, and, and the whole reason we're having this conversation is because Brad has been crazy awesome on his Facebook page. If you're not already following, please go do that. Um, he did an awesome post that I shared and I think it's got like 1400 shares now and over a thousand comments. <laughs> I was thinking poor Brad's going to have to hire a PA just to reply to all these. Um, but it, it stirred the pot and it pressed some buttons. And I just want to start by talking about that post because um, the listeners may not have, the peeps may not have seen it yet. I can certainly put the link in the notes for that. But just tell us a little bit about that post, my love, and what, what was the message you were trying to convey? And I could, like, I could feel your energy and your passion behind it. Like I was just my hand in the air, like, fuck yes, Brad, yes, go Brad. And that's why I shared it onto my page, which also ruffled feathers. But just talk a little bit about that post, my lovely, and, and yeah, what it was about and what message you were trying to convey. Yeah, sure. So, so it was, it was probably, oh, it would have been about a week or two ago now, and I can get uh, quite passionate about things and certain topics. And anyway, I woke up this morning and I was feeling particularly angry and frustrated with the whole coronavirus situation, which obviously we're going to dive into a lot more during this podcast. But I was just feeling really pissed off and especially with the the rules that the government had made around we can do this but we can't do that or you know for example you can go to Kmart and you can go shopping without any issues but you can't go camping or you can't go to the beach you know things like this so like it was just really getting me quite angry and frustrated about these like double standards that it's okay to do this, but you can't do that. And you can have 10 people at a funeral, but you can have five people at a wedding and all these rules that for me, it seemed like they're just plucked out of their asses and it didn't make sense to me. Right. So I woke up this morning and just this anger was really bubbling away and all the personal development work that I'd done over the years had taught me that when we're feeling this emotion, the worst thing we can do is just like, just, push it down, suppress it, bottle it all up because then it really creates disease, which is just disease in our body, right? So I knew a lot of people were probably feeling the same way that I was, but they were too fearful to communicate it, especially on social media where a lot of people are fearful of speaking their truth for fear of being judged, fear of being criticised, fear of being shot down in flames. There's so much around that, right? Mm -hmm. So... So I thought, fuck it, I'm going to write a post about how I'm feeling to, first of all, to release the, the feeling that I was feeling around the anger and the frustration and to paint a bigger picture around coronavirus that I believe many people were not looking into um, and possibly just like taking mainstream media as fact, watching the nightly news and reading them, uh, watch, reading the newspaper or whatever it might be, but getting their sources of news from the mainstream rather than sort of looking outside the box. So I put in some thoughts about that just to get people thinking. And I created a, an image on Photoshop, which I knew would generate a bit of emotion. So I had like, you know, a picture of someone uh, camping and then a picture of someone surfing and then a picture of a learner driver and all these pictures of things that we are not able to do right now. And I had a big cross through it and I wrote WTF in the middle, what the fuck? And um, I knew people would see that image, it would generate emotion and hopefully get people talking about it. 
So anyway, I've got a pretty large network of friends on Facebook. Most of them are like-minded because I've built it up over a period of time for that reason. So I've got about 5,000 friends on Facebook. And the first comments over the first few hours were like, oh yeah, I, I totally resonate, Brad. I really believe in, um, you know, I'm feeling what you're feeling. And, you know, I, I agree that more questions need to be asked rather than us all taking it as truth. And um, yeah, it was, all, it was all good. And I was getting hundreds of comments. I was starting to get hundreds of shares. It's like, how, this is amazing. It's generating really positive discussion. And then it got to this tipping point where because there were so many shares, I started getting other people who weren't friends of mine jumping on my post because it was public and giving their two cents worth. And what happens with social media is that a lot of people are just scrolling their newsfeed they see the image of um, you know, all these things that we can't do and saying, what the fuck? And they probably looked at the image without even reading the content of my post. And they've jumped in and said, oh, you should be staying at home. You sh you're going against the system. You shouldn't be questioning things and da, 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 And then it just literally went viral to the point where within 24 hours, I had 1,600 shares, 1,600 comments. Um, and people were calling me C, yeah, the C word. They were abusing me. They were just unleashing on my profile, which um, was a really interesting experience. And it got to the point where after 24 hours, I was getting notifications every second from this viral post. So I just made the decision, all right, this has been a good experiment in to, see, to see what would happen. I actually switched it from, switched my post from public to only my friends could see it and literally it stopped going viral from that point. So who knows where it would have got to, but it was actually a really good experience for me just to not get drawn into attacking people back because I know at this moment in time that a lot of people are feeling a lot of emotion. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of frustration, there's a lot of fear going around and people were you know, unleashing on me, but I didn't get drawn into attacking them back because everyone's entitled to their opinion and it was a good experience for me just to sort of witness it all but also stand true in in my freedom of speech and I've made posts since then as well which have also been shared because I don't want to suppress my voice I want to create a, a new world where we're free to speak our truth without fear of judgment can I actually jump in there really quick? Brad? I just want to put a bit of context because I've just got this post you post in front of me and I'm just looking at the comments. So I just want to share a couple of, <laughs> a couple of the comments that you did receive just to put a bit of context into what sure. you said about. And I'm like, I can see like you haven't responded to most of these like, yeah, okay, not like that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, one says, grow up, you moron. Fuck, it's better than dying, you spastic fuck. <laughs> Um, there was another one that said any, um, ta someone tagged someone they knew and said, ever want to punch somebody through a status? Um, oh, let me just find a couple more before we move on. There's lots in here. That's like, finally, someone wrote this. Like there's so much like, yes. Um, and you sound like a whiny baby who's mad because it doesn't directly affect you. Mm hmm. <laughs> Um, this is the most entitled shit I've ever read. Get a life. Oh, wait, you can't at the moment. Well, that's kind of valid. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a <laughs> little hypocritical feedback. But what, even what I found, Sweetie Pie, when I shared your post, I got comments 
because I was just like, oh my God, I'm not even going to rewrite this. I'm just going to share what Brad has shared because it's bang on. Why aren't we questioning this? Why are we questioning? Uh, why aren't we questioning why certain things are okay, but other, other things aren't like sunlight and nature is going to service Kmart and Dan Murphy's is not. <laughs> so we get to question these things, but some of the comments I even got, got me frustrated because I'm like, you're missing the point. People would hone in on certain stats that you shared. Like, um, one of them was 48 people at that point in Australia had passed, um, had, had died f- from coronavirus. I'm doing air quotes, coronavirus, um, <laughs> supposedly. So, and I've got people like, why is 48 not enough for you? And why is this? And, and that's not what we're saying. Like we're not dismissing the, the loss that families have endured from these people that have passed on. That's not what we're saying. We're not saying it needs to reach thousands for us to care. We're like, like take your microscope out and look at the big picture and start to ask questions. Totally. It's really difficult to get through to people when, because it was back and forth. What about this? What about that? And you're like, okay, I'm just going to, going to leave that there now because I've set my piece and there's really no point. Um, so you must have felt that like, you know, <laughs> how did you cope with that? Like, did you actually just go, okay, primal screening now and deep breathing and moving forward? Yeah, totally. It's, it, yeah, it was, it was an interesting exercise of like full surrender. And, and also for me, it was like a bit of a, a snapshot of what I believe is going to happen over this transition period. Cause at the moment I really believe the old systems are really crumbling and they're making way for the new and we need to go through this transition period. And I believe more people need to stand up and speak their truth um, because I feel like there's so many people that are fearful of speaking up right now, even, you know, even to the point of coronavirus with the, all the doctors and there's so many doctors out there right now that don't believe in the testing protocols and, you know, the, the treatment methods and so many things that are being handed down to them from the people above the systems in power. They don't believe with these things, but they're too fearful to speak their truth for fear of losing their job, for fear of being attacked, for fear of being ridiculed. So we live in this environment where all of us are too afraid to speak up for fear of all those things. So yeah, for me, it was just a matter of, Initially, I was, you know, writing back to them and, you know, acknowledging, but, you know, when you get 1,600 comments, you just got to sort of unplug because it's just too much. And a lot of them, yeah, as I said, they weren't reading the full post. Like you mentioned, 48 people died, which is tragic. And my heart goes out to those people. And, yeah, a lot of people saying, well, you don't care about these people. And, you know, what if it was your own grandma, granddad, your your boy, your your daughter, whatever it was, what if it was them that was dying? And, it was totally not the point of my post. Like people, millions of people die every single day, which is tragic, but it's also a part of life. We die. Everyone, everyone who's listening to this right now is going to die. So I think there's a bigger picture here that we're not looking at. And one of my follow-up posts was like of this, um, of this crazy looking dude with a magnifying glass zoomed right in on coronavirus. And then outside of this image was, the domestic violence, which is up 40%, the suicide rate, more than 3,000 people a day have committed suicide since January 1st. That's over 344,000 people have committed suicide this year alone. So all of these other things, and 2.7 million people have died from cancer since January 1st. 1.6 million people have died from smoking. 
Like there's so much more, like a bigger picture that we need to be looking at. Even seasonal flu deaths, like 155,000 people have died from seasonal flu yeah. since January 1. Like, and this is what I included some of these stats in my post to try to get people to zoom out a little bit. But what is happening here is so much bigger than just coronavirus. But when we put on the, the news or we read the newspapers, coronavirus this coronavirus that it's everywhere yeah, it's, everywhere. It's signs, everywhere there's signs like i walked past a i took the dog for a walk the other day and there's a tiny like literally there's a parked area like a park it's not actually a park but it's just a recreational like little corner amongst suburbia where i am and it's yeah. literally got one swing set with two swings on it and this big like fuck off sign in front of it saying <laughs> out of action due to coronavirus or, <laughs> oh, like, are you serious like it's madness yeah. it is madness yeah it's it really is the definition of insanity it really is when i see what's happening um so yeah so i feel like where we're at now we just need to take a little bit of a step back and not be so zoomed in on this one thing coronavirus which to from my perspective is no not much worse than the seasonal flu it yeah. really is when we look at the stats and we look at the death rates, which I think I would like to actually talk about the death rates and the stats a little bit later in the podcast because um, the way they're um, the way they're measuring, you know, who has who hasn't hasn't got coronavirus, and also the biggest thing is around the um, you know the deaths that um, people are dying from and how they're they're measuring that and they're tracking that and charting that. You know, there's there's a whole can of worms around that that we can get into because they're saying. What two hundred? I think it's two hundred six thousand people have died of coronavirus now. But how many of them had pre-existing medical issues? Yeah. Um, should we dive down this path now, um, Ingrid, or do you want to do you want to uh, finish off with the post first? No, go go where it's taking you, sweaty pie. Right. I'm ready to. Yeah, just go. Right. Let's do it. <laughs> and and just to let everyone know, I just want to re reinstate um, what Ingrid mentioned earlier around. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I'm simply someone who has always been committed to digging deep and finding the truth. And this goes going beyond. beyond. Yes. And this, this goes right back to when I was a kid at school, I used to be one of those annoying kids that always used to put their hand up or yell out at the back of the class. But why? But But why? That was me. (laughs) Because I said so. Yeah. That's it, because it's in the textbook. That's why. We wrote the textbook and then literally go around in circles. But anyway, I've always been a truth seeker and like for years and years, like probably about 15 years, I really started to go down the rabbit holes and, you know, it started with the conspiracies and 9-11 and, you know, all all those sort of things. I've been right down the rabbit holes. and, And to be honest, probably sometimes I've gone too deep and I've got too carried away and got too drawn into the fear around it and lowered my vibration and, and I've been yeah. through all of that. Yeah, I've been through all of that. And even to a point, you know, probably six years ago where my Facebook feed was covered with things about vaccinations and the banking system and the Federal Reserve and all these things. And it was coming from a place of fear, right? Mm-hmm. So I've gone like, yeah, full circle to the point now where I believe the way I look at it, I, I believe all of us need to have the awareness around what is happening as a first step. Like that saying, awareness is a first step mm-hmm. to creating change, right? Yep. If, I believe if we're not aware of what is happening in this world right now, 
then it's very challenging for us to create change moving forward. Because if we don't know, we don't know what we don't know, right? So that, that really drives me is to get more awareness around what is happening. And instead of getting pulled into the fear of it and really becoming a victim, I actually use it to empower me to create better informed choices moving forward and to create change. And part of what I see my role is, is by planting seeds. So yes, there were a lot of people that were pissed off with my post, but also there were thousands of people where it ignited something in them to actually dig a little bit deeper as well and to search a little bit more or to open their awareness and open their minds a little bit where they start to connect the dots of what is happening right now. Um, so yeah, so in terms of, um, I just want to frame that before I dive in. So the coronavirus death. So I've no doubt that the coronavirus actually exists. A lot of people are saying they don't feel like it exists. I believe it does exist. But coronaviruses have been going around for years and years. Like SARS was a coronavirus and the MERS was a coronavirus. And a lot of us now it's coming out that we actually, a lot of us have different strains of coronavirus in our bodies as healthy you know, individuals. And um, our immune systems are strong enough to fight them many times without any symptoms whatsoever. So this coronavirus has come out as probably a little bit more, you know, deadly if you like than the, the standard coronavirus but is it anything too worthy of shutting down the entire world well fuck no i don't believe it is anywhere near that and you know you look at the numbers and even even if the numbers of coronavirus deaths are true 206,000 since um what november when it started well 156,000 people have died just from the common flu from influenza in 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 a shorter period of time that's from january till till the end of april and the coronavirus stats are from what november to april so they're probably on par and what i want to dive into now is how many of those coronavirus deaths were attributed to coronavirus or covid-19 but they were already on their deathbeds and i feel like this is something that is not being covered in the mainstream media. And I'll give a few examples. In Italy, where you know, Italy was one of the hardest hit and, um, and the, I don't know the exact number of deaths, but it was like right up there in terms of um, the, you know, the, in terms of the 206,000 large percentage were from Italy. Well, 99% of the people that died in Italy already had pre-existing medical conditions, 99%. So that means they either had diabetes, they had cancer, they had heart disease, they had serious medical conditions prior to getting coronavirus or COVID-19. So their immune system was already suppressed. Many of these people were already on their deathbeds in hospitals already, and they then tested them to see if they had COVID-19 or coronavirus, and it came back with a positive test report. So even if this person was about to die tomorrow or within the next week or the next two weeks of stage four cancer, just because they tested positive for coronavirus, they were then marked a COVID death. Now, this is huge because we looked at the stats um, earlier about you know 2.7 million deaths by cancer this year alone. So what if a, a percentage of those have shown positive for this coronavirus test, which is very questionable if you dig into that as well, then how many people have actually died from getting this uh, coronavirus? Directly and Directly. solely. 
Yeah. yeah. As and a sole reason. Yeah. yeah. And can also just add what you were saying there about the testing as well, my love, because I've also researched into that. And there is, from what I've read up until this point and watched, there isn't actually a test that exists to specifically test for this strain of coronavirus. Exactly. It's just testing for any kind of symptom that covers the um, plethora of different versions of coronavirus. I'm like, yep, tick, there's symptoms. So we're just going to attribute that to the current COVID-19. Yes, exactly. And, and I've read as well recently that they're saying many people who have got the flu vax, the flu vaccine, which is millions, billions probably globally, um, they show the similar markers in their test results to the tests that they're using for COVID-19. So when you think of it in terms of that, how many false positives are being tested as well? Yeah. So when, you, when they're doing this, you know, on a global scale, so how many, many false... Variables. So many different yeah. variables, isn't there? But we're just taking what we're being told as exactly. a, it, it's this number or it's this stuff. Yeah, this and exactly. And there was, there was a doctor that came out last week that said his experience of, you know, writing down the cause of death, they're experiencing extreme pressure they experience extreme pressure from above to modify the cause of death. So if someone died of cancer or heart disease, then they were pressured to list it as a COVID-19 death. And this is, come, this is just one doctor speaking out about it. And when you think about this happening on a global scale, it's, it all contributes to the fact they're trying to inflate the numbers and generate more fear, which is leading to the ultimate agenda, which I'm sure we'll talk about soon. But when it comes down to it, I, I honestly believe this is, you know, just a, a, a severe case of the flu and people with normal operating functioning immune systems are more than capable of overcoming this, just like they would a normal flu by getting bed rest, by getting sunshine, by, you know, looking at their nutrition, by drinking lots of water, vitamin C, you know, there's, there's so many studies now that when they, if they, you know, when someone gets the coronavirus, they get injected with, um, with vitamin C, then that can dramatically reduce the amount of symptoms and the duration of this, um, this virus. So there's so many natural remedies, but do we hear about that in the mainstream media? Not at all. Are they talking about the importance of boosting our immunity? No, not at all. Are they talking about the impact that fear has on reducing and lowering our, our immune system and our body's capability of fighting these things? No, they're not. So you start seeing these things, um, you know, all of the, the way I like to look at it, you start connecting the dots. Why would they be doing this? And I, I go back to when the early stages of when coronavirus started to go global, and I remember, this was in Australia as well, but I remember a distinct um, episode in New Zealand where they announced the first case that had tested positive for coronavirus. It wasn't even a death, the first case. The front page of the New Zealand, uh, I think it was the Auckland newspaper, in big bold letters was Armageddon. So they, they announced one case and it was already Armageddon. Yeah. Like, wow. like what the fuck? Like, this is like, this is just madness. And then people read that. And then they also start feeding out all the, the images of people running out of toilet paper in the shops and then running out of food. And what does this create? It creates this perpetual cycle of fear, 
where people are, they're freaking out now. They're like, oh my God, the world's ending. I've got to stock up on a year's supply of toilet paper and I've got to get all the baked beans and the spaghetti and what's going to happen. And, and then it just, it just like this perpetual cycle of fear yep. just, just rippled throughout the world. But it was an agenda because all of the mainstream media, it links back to all the people that are in power, right? So when yeah. we, we start to see the bigger picture that the mainstream media is controlled by a select group of individuals who can literally control the world. And this links with who owns Facebook, who owns Google, who, who owns YouTube, who owns the banking corporations, who owns Big Pharma, who invests in these companies. If you can follow... I, I yeah, go for it. Quickly in there for, for a sec, gorgeous. And just backtracking to what you said about... Um, all the natural things and the easy choices that we can make for our immune system, our body aren't being advertised. And this is where I, I really want to invite all of you listening to also think about this like pre-COVID-19, pre all this coronavirus fear, and think about this. Think about how many billboards, advertisements, um, posters do you see for just love yourself or go and meditate or mm. yoga will, will, will solve this or water is the answer or eat more vegetables and fruit. You don't. You see the other stuff that makes the money. You see the billboards and the posters and the ads for the products and the, like, whatever it might be, the big pharma stuff, all of it that actually makes money. Mm -hmm. And yes. it's the same. It's, it's on that larger scale. So this is not just us, like, talking about look at the corona this and look at the corona that. It's, it was happening already and it has been happening. And this is just, like, a magnified opportunity to look at how it's now happening to all of us as a collective at the same time. Totally. Yes. I, one of my favorite sayings, follow the money trail, right? So if anyone's listening to this and they want to dive in and start doing their research, then literally follow the money trail. And you look at, um, you know, these pharmaceutical companies who, who, who are on track to make literally billions and billions of dollars when this coronavirus vaccine comes out, which we can dive into a bit later. But when you look at how, big pharma pharmaceutical companies have been set up. They're all, you know, they're, they're privately listed companies they're on the stock market. They make profits. They make quarterly profits. They have board members. They, they're in the game to make a profit. Now, do you feel if they, if they were genuinely interested in the health of humanity, could you imagine if um, all of a sudden everyone started to get healthier and their quarterly profits started decreasing? And it got to the point where they're actually losing money. Can you imagine all of these board members sitting around a table celebrating that they have now reduced their profits because humans are getting healthier and they don't need to pop so many pills? That's just not a reality. They're in it now, to make I'm, money. I'm going to jump in here and I'm going to be the devil's advocate because I can already hear people saying, totally. oh, but what about, but what about like the stuff that is needed for extreme illness and extreme mm -hmm can't be healed slowly over time yes. what yes. They, and you know they are a company and we're, we're all working to make a profit so we can live and so and there's jobs in the pharma pharmaceutical industry and there's there's a whole lot of things that people are going to come come with to say but what if mm -hmm. totally I, and i hear it and the way i would answer that question is the way i see it in terms of i'm not against um medicine i'm not against some pharmaceuticals. I'm not against um, doctors. You know, if I if I go out and I'm in a car accident and 
you know, and I'm bleeding to death, then absolutely, I want to be rushed to the hospital as soon as possible and sewed up and, you know, probably take some painkillers or whatever. There's situations where the medical system is incredible and especially in terms of, you know, urgent medicine where you've injured yourself or you've had some trauma, then I'm all for it. We definitely need that. I'm not anti-doctor, anti-medicine, anything like that. One thing... So that's one, one component of it. The other component is in preventative because I don't feel the, the way society is, is run right now is that we always look at treating um, the cause instead of looking at the symptoms, right? Sorry, the other way around. So we say, I'll give you an example. Say if we get cancer, right? So we get cancer, which has been no doubt an accumulation of eating the wrong types of foods, not looking after our health, um, suppressing emotions, suppressing trauma. There's a whole range of things. If we look on a bigger scale, which can contribute to cancer being the end result. So instead of us looking at all of these things that can lead to cancer, looking at nutrition, our health, you know, our emotions, the way we hold on to things, processing emotions, all of these things, instead of looking at that as preventing cancer, what, it, what are we conditioned to do? We're like, okay, when we get cancer, then we go to radiotherapy, we go to chemotherapy. So we're not actually looking at the cause. We're not actually looking at what led to getting cancer. We're just treating the symptoms. So we're actually, in a way, it's like, it's like a Band-Aid solution, right? Same, another example, which will hopefully make sense, is that if we get a headache, so probably 90% of headaches are simply dehydration. And we have, the brain is obviously, it's about 80, 90% water. So when we get dehydrated, then we start to get a headache. What will most people do? They'll, instead of drinking water, they'll go and pop a pill. They'll take some Panadol, they'll take an Advil, they'll take something like that to suppress their symptoms of what they're feeling. They don't, they don't look at the cause, which is simply dehydration and taking some water. So this is where I'm talking about it from a more holistic approach is can we, can we start looking at things from what can we do naturally to heal our bodies? Our, the, our bodies, these incredible physical bodies that give us the ability to, to experience life and have an incredible immune system which can fight disease if we give it the right environment and the right tools, which you come back to the basics. Are we getting enough sunlight? Are we grounding our feet on the earth? Are we getting out in nature? Are we eating whole foods instead of foods full of chemicals and preservatives? Are we drinking clean, filtered water free from fluoride and heavy metals? You know, it comes back to the basics. Are we breathing? Are we meditating? Are we looking after our mind, body, and soul? This is what, this is what I'm about, this holistic approach. Whereas I feel like the easier solution is to forget about a lot of those things and go and get a pill, which will suppress the symptoms that we're feeling. And our body symptoms is our body's way of telling us that something is out of alignment. Something mm-hmm. is not functioning optimally. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, an example would be when we get eczema or we get something showing up in our skin, our body is showing us that something internally is not right. But what do we do? Instead of looking at the cause of that external symptom, we'll go and get some eczema cream or some, some steroidal cream to suppress that symptom, which keeps that 
it keeps its symptom at bay, but internally we're not addressing the cause. I hope I explained that well enough, but that, that's where I come from with the holistic approach. No, you're talking my language. You're talking my language. You, and the headache example was, I was actually going to jump in and go, and let's go simpler. Let's talk about a headache. But you did it for me. So perfect. perfect. We digress, but it's all going to loop back people. So just bear with it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Hopefully as we're talking, like, like I said earlier, the way I like to look at it is like, obviously there's so many different aspects to this. There's like the mainstream media and there's the governments and there's the big pharma and there's all these things going on. But when we start to, once again, like we are saying, we were so zoomed in on coronavirus, when we start to zoom out a little bit and we take that bird's eye view, we start to see how all of these things start to relate together. And like we said earlier about following the money trail and a lot of these key people in power are pulling the strings of all these different aspects. And when it all comes together, it makes total sense as to why we are living in this reality right now. And I really believe this time that we're in right now, and it's 1.11 p.m. as we're talking about this, this is a time of the old systems are breaking down, they're crumbling, they're, more and more people are waking up than ever before. I used to talk about this stuff 10 or 15 years ago. People used to look at me like I'm like an alien, whereas now I can actually have more conversations with people that are staying Tin foil. Tinfoil territory. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Tinfoil hat. <laughs> whereas now people are like, people are starting to wake up. Like even, guys, go to um, Bill Gates' Instagram profile. Yes. There's, there's 327,000 comments on this last post that he did. If you want to learn some truth about what's happening with Bill Gates, go through and read some of those comments that people are waking up and they've had enough of this bullshit that's happening right now. Like people are, um, I really believe this period right now in humanity is like period of the darkness is starting to be replaced by the light. The light is being shone on the darkness and this process of like the old systems are being exposed and breaking down to make way for the new the new earth, the golden age that we are bringing in. I really believe that. So this period is like this period of time that had to happen. Like what's happening, like with the coronavirus thing, I see the blessing in all of this because it is making people go within. It is making people question the systems. A lot of people are questioning mainstream media now because it's, it's so obvious about what is happening right now with the fear, fear, fear. And there's been just if I can spend a minute on this, just some of the some of the the utter bullshit that is being fed from media right now to the point where they've been caught out with mannequins in the hospitals in the footage saying these hospitals are inundated with people, and you zoom in, it's a mannequin with a respirator on their on their face, or another one where the so-called epicenter of coronavirus this hospital where there were people running around everywhere madly with ventilators and all sorts of things going on. The same hospital was used three different times as an epicenter in Italy, in New York and in Sydney. So all of these things are starting to yeah, be exposed. Yeah. yeah. All these I things. Are starting also, to I actually did, um, sorry to interrupt my love. I also saw there's actually also actors. Mm -hmm. You can actually, there's such a thing as, I can't remember what they call them. There's an actual name for them. Um, but essentially they fake whatever they need to fake or act mm -hmm. what they need to act to be able to get behind the marketing of the, yeah. whatever it is, whatever it needs to be marketed or put out there in mainstream media. Totally. And they, yeah, they get paid for it. And yeah. this, 
this goes, oh, this is a whole nother rabbit hole, which I won't go down, but even in terms of like, um, you know, terrorist attacks, false flags, events like that, the same actors keep showing up time and time again. And you can go down, yeah, everyone can do their own research on that. But a lot of the thing with TV and mainstream media is that we only see this tiny little snapshot of what is happening on that camera right there. And we take, we often take, take it as fact that, oh, it's on TV, it must be true. But there's so, if, if we just take that broader approach again, sometimes what we're seeing, no different to um, the way a movie is made, sometimes it can be made to show things in a certain light based on a certain agenda. So yeah, there's always a bigger picture where we zoom out and we start to connect the dots that, um, yeah, sometimes there are things that are shown through these media channels, which were all owned and run by the same people at the top of the chain. Um, and it, yeah, it's all based on an agenda. And I'm just going to say to you guys, to you listening to this, please also hear that Brad and I, at some point in our lives, were like the person who would be listening to this podcast going, you guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> totally. Like, there's so many different things in my life where I was like, I would like, I used to think oh, I'm so pro vax and I'm, I would never go vegan and oh, homeschooling's for hippies that live in Byron Bay and mm-hmm. spiritual means this. And I'm now all those, <laughs> I'm now doing all, <laughs> like all those things. So right. like, we get it. We get this. If you're hearing this and you're like, you guys are high, you're fucking idiots. You're, you're not doctors. You're not experts. Like we get it. Cause we were there at one point listening to somebody talking about something along these lines and feeling and thinking the same thing. And I'm again, just going to bring it back to what we said at the beginning, just be open, like just be open. And I think for me, my uh, journey, I guess from through all this to start with, it was like resistance. There's almost like a textbook process. I swear. Um, It's like resistance and anger and raw and fear. And, but gradually over time, it starts to sort of see you and you start to ask questions. Have you guys ever had that annoying person who's like messaging you going, Hey, I sell this amazing product. And you're like, fuck off. I'm the <laughs> product. I hate it. Stop messaging me. But then they do it again. And you're like, Oh, here they are again. I just, I'm not keen. And then they come again. And eventually before you know it, that product is in your house. <laughs> Because over time, if it's something that you actually do your research on and you're interested in and you might want to try it out and just try something new, you'll you'll give it a go. And we're just we're just inviting you to do that same thing with what we're saying. You don't have to take any or or parts of it or whatever as your truth or gospel or any any of those things. It's just a conversation we wanted to open up for more people to listen and just be like, huh, that's interesting. I never looked at that, that way. That's all we're doing. Continue, Brad. Yes, so well said. Thank you for saying that because, yeah, like probably 15 years ago when I started going down some of these rabbit holes, I was like, surely this can't be true. Like I used to say things like, but why, but why would they do this? Why, if, if, if this <laughs> is, the, yeah, if this is the truth, then why aren't the governments talking about it? Why, why aren't we seeing this on the news? Why aren't we seeing this in the... In, they wouldn't the, do that. The yeah, they couldn't possibly do this. Um, and then there's this gradual process of, um, of digging a little bit deeper and then you're like, oh, that's interesting. And like you said, I, I, I feel like a really good approach to this, for the, for, especially for anyone that's on this or listening to this right now and thinking we're both fucking nuts, which is totally understandable. And, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, I can take that. Um, but if you are thinking that, then 
then my, my encouragement is just to, or I guess my advice in a way is just start to just take a little bit broader approach and just start to um, just, even if you think, well, that's an interesting perspective. So it's not necessarily truth. It's not right or wrong. It's just like, oh, okay, that's an interesting perspective. Then just by shifting that from this is just blatant lies and it's so wrong and they're just wearing their tinfoil hats. <laughs> if you just broaden it back to less well, interesting straight away, just by making that small shift, your mind will actually open up a little bit more to possibilities, right? Instead of us being so black and white that it has to be this way or that way. It's just like, Oh, well, I don't necessarily agree with it, but that's an interesting perspective. Now we're, our minds are then in a more, that word like a more malleable state more, open. more yeah. open and we can actually then start taking in new information because i totally get it like it's, it's actually really challenging for us and this is like from a, a neurological perspective as well is because we have been conditioned to think a certain way right back to school days right we're, we're taught to think a certain way, to act a certain way, to stay within the confines of a certain way of thinking. Then we watch the news, we watch TV, we watch the movies in Hollywood, which is a whole nother um, rabbit hole there, which we won't get into today. But there's all, I all these- I can put some links. I'll put some links to some, some yeah. good out of the shadows and yes, I'll, I'll put totally. that. Yeah, I'll yeah. Put that, that would be amazing. Out of the shadows is great. Um, so yeah, so there's all these conditioning and it, it's literally like a program that is installed and hardwired in our brains about this is the way reality is. So when we start to learn something that is outside of that box, outside of that reality, then it's, it's, there's a term for it. It's cognitive dissonance. Think of, it like a, think of it as like a computer. Yeah. Like we've been programmed a certain way. And if you put a new program in and you're not ready to accept that program in, like it's going to be like almost like a computer breakdown or. Exactly. It crashes. Yeah. 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 Totally. It's yeah. like, yeah. Like part of us just sort of switches, like switches off. We, we check out because yeah. too much. And you'll probably, you know, for people that are interested to dive a bit more into this sort of stuff, you'll probably, yeah, there'll be periods of time where you're like, you're learning about new things and then it's like, this is just too much and you need to take a step back because it's actually having an impact on our nervous system. It's like literally starting to rewire our brains and everything that we thought was reality starts to be shaken up. So my advice is to, when you're learning about this, just be really conscious of your using your tools, like, you know, staying grounded, staying connected with nature, um, doing breath work, doing meditations, looking at nutrition, drinking water, knowing, yeah. knowing when to clear yourself energetically, because some of the stuff that you may fall into, it can be quite, pretty dark and pretty heavy and, uh, and a lot to hold energetically. So, and for us too, for us too. There have been times yeah. in the recent weeks where I've just discovered more, more things where I'm like, oh God, I'm not ready. Yeah, totally. I'm not ready to accept this as being a truth. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I just yeah. I'm like it's going to break down a whole new belief system that I that yeah. like yeah. it's just like whoa! I thought I was out of the matrix, but I'm <laughs> still in it. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it can get really deep, and it can get really full on. So, and it you know, and to be totally honest, it's probably not for everyone. No, I, I don't. I don't think it's for everyone. So. You really need to, um, when you're going down these paths, like really tune in with yourself. And is it, 
is it sending you on a downward spiral and noticing when that happens to you and knowing when to pull back, shift your focus. Um, I'm a really big believer that we need to become aware of all this stuff, but I don't believe in watching videos day in, day out for weeks on end because it literally pulls you down into that vibration. And my dad is actually a little bit trapped in that at the moment. You know, he's watching a lot of videos and he's finding out about everything and he's sending me all these links. And I think we all go through that, but it's like, okay, it gets to a point where you, you understand the bigger picture. And I believe once you connect all the dots and you understand the bigger picture, there's no need to keep diving into it because it can become like a, a fear-based thing where it's like we're really lowering our vibration. So I, I believe we need awareness but then we need to bring our vibration up to then yeah, be a shining light in the world and communicate in a way that's not from a place of fear, but mm-hmm. from a place of awareness and bringing it back to love to how can we create a new reality and bring in a, a, a new world, which is there's not so much separation. There's not so much disconnection. There's not, there's not so much judgment labeling others for having different beliefs. Like, a reality where we can all appreciate each other for who we are and our different belief systems and live together as one rather than so much separation. Yeah. And I'm going to add to that also, 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 also amongst all of that and everything that we've said, I also just want to say, and I'm a hundred percent sure Brad will agree with this because this is an actual quote from his post (laughs) (laughs) that we can't love and light this away. No, we can't also just be like, it's okay. Love and light. Like, no. (laughs) As leaders, as spiritual beings having a human experience, we can't just love and light the coronavirus stuff, the bigger picture, the pandemic, like whatever you're looking at right now and anything else going on outside of that in addition to that. I know that's a lot to take on, guys. (laughs) Fucking hell. But we can't just love and light away. As, As leaders, as like Brad was just saying, humans, we're all humans. We're all the same race as humans, as a collective, we get to feel what we, what we need to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Brad, I don't know whether you spoke about this in this podcast or I've just been stalking too much of your content, <laughs> but in one of them, you were like, you said, I got into my car. I think it was in one of your posts. I got into my car and I banged on the, the like loud, crazy music and primal yes. screen for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, You've got to let it out, guys. You're allowed, like this is us giving you permission. You are allowed to feel the fear. You're allowed to feel angry. You're allowed to feel sadness. I've been through all of this in the last few weeks in an amplified um, context. You're allowed to feel all of it. You can't just spiritually bypass it by being in love. I'm just going to stay in the light. I'm just going to stay in the light. (laughs) Stay in the light. I just imagine this person in a dark corner rocking back and forth going, stay in the light, stay in the light, stay in the light. (laughs) I'm going to stay in the light. You can't do that. You've got to, at the end of the day, no matter how fucking spiritual or enlightened you are, you're a human being. You're still on, you're still on the human plane. So you've got to feel those human emotions to be able to, and that's part of the self care. That's Mm. part of what Brad's saying as in addition to all those beautiful um, nourishment stuff with, you know, water and nature and the beautiful high vibe foods and all those things. In addition to that, self-caring is getting angry, allowing yourself to feel the anger and not at anybody, obviously, but and feeling the sadness, feeling all of it. That's part of the release process. Mm. And then moving into like, right, now I'm going to protect my energy like a fucking ninja. So I'm not going down the rabbit hole. I'm just going <laughs> to press pause. I'm going to stay off social media. I'm going to do the things that actually make me feel joy. And and you are allowed to feel that even in this current state that the world is in. 
because I find that a lot of people um, also are not giving themselves permission. I can't feel joy because there's people dying and there's people sick and there's all this stuff going on. I just, I don't feel it's right. I don't have a right to be in joy or it's actually a beautiful ripple effect for you to choose joy for yourself. I know that was a diet. I love that so much. I've got like goosebumps hearing you talk about all that. Yes. Truth. Um, I love it. And like a big thing for me, probably the last couple of years, especially is like really learning to complete the emotional loop on things that we experience because Mm -hmm. as we're growing up, we, we're conditioned to suppress emotion. And, you know, I know, especially for me, even when I was right back to when I was four years of age, when my brother died, he was two and like super traumatic experience for me at the time, which really, really has sent me on a journey throughout my life is like at that time when my, I saw my dad and my mom and my brother literally died in front of me. And um, the way they dealt with it was like my mom went into like, she, she really felt her emotions and she cried every day for weeks on end. But my dad's way of dealing with it was to really suppress all of the emotion. He didn't allow himself to really feel the trauma, push it all down. And he built this really strong facade like this wall around his heart that was really you know quite disconnected um and i modeled that right so like i saw that okay it's okay for this is a belief system that a little four-year-old developed was it's okay for for women to express their emotions and cry but for men we need to keep it all together we need to stay strong we need to you know it's not okay for us to fully feel what is there for us so even at that age like that's how i lived my life and literally it was only a couple of years ago, I'm 41 now. So it was literally the age of 39 where I did this, I was introduced to breath work and I did this amazing one hour breath work experience, which is like deep breathing and 40 minutes into it, it literally cracked my heart wide open, a heart that had been closed for 36 years of my life. And it literally cracked me open. And in that moment, I was able to release all of that trauma, all of that sadness and that, that grief from that period of time that I'd suppressed my entire life. And that was like a massive gift and a huge thing about what I am passionate about right now is allowing ourselves to feel every emotion. And we don't ever arrive at a place where we're happy and joyous and on top of the world all the time. That's just bullshit. It doesn't exist. Like just two days ago, I was doing more primal screaming, like with the music cranked up. Um, Yesterday I felt, like really, you know, like frustration. So I had to release that. And then today I'm feeling like super aligned, inspired and on top of the world again. But it, it's like a, it literally is like a roller coaster of emotions. And that's what it is to be human and no emotion is right or wrong. And if we can allow ourselves to fully feel it in the moment and allow that emotional cycle to complete its loop, then we get back to that neutrality without suppression, without building it up in our bodies and creating dis-ease, which we talked about earlier. Dis-ease, I believe, is like when we suppress trauma, we suppress emotion, we don't allow ourselves to feel certain things. We make up judgments that this emotion is okay, but that one's not okay. It's all right to be seen in this one, but that one, we can't go there. So we end up energetically very dense, very heavy, because we're carrying all this suppression. But when we start releasing all of that, we feel lighter, we feel more energetic, we feel that's our natural state. And you look at kids and that's how they live their lives. Like I've got a five-year-old girl, Jazzy, and a, a seven-year-old boy, Lockie, and we've, we've taught them to that it's okay to feel emotion. 
Lockie yesterday got really angry and he's like storming out. He's punching his pillow. He releases the emotion and it, two minutes later, he's out laughing and playing again. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is how we're supposed to deal with these emotions, right? Yep. Yep. I love it. Yes, yes, to all. Yes, yes. And we can have, we have a little list of tools that we can add into the notes be like to release anger. This, this, yes. We'll, yes. We can add all of that and give you guys the, the extra value on top of all this awesome tinfoil hat value that we're all talking about. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, gorgeous. In, in addition to all of what um, we've spoken about, um, I guess there's, mm, so I guess there's two places that people can come from. There's the, um, well, there's three. There's the whole fuck this shit. I'm I'm following Ingrid. She's a fucking loony, <laughs> and I'm never ever going to follow Brad. There's that take. <laughs> block, block, <laughs> block, 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 delete. Be wind, complain. Never ever talking about them again. Um, there's that stance. There's also the stance of someone listening to this going, okay, this is really interesting. Where do I start? And like, where do I start? And um, I'm going to put some links in the notes for different docos. Mm-hmm. Brad's going to um, supply us with some awesome links as well. And then there's the third one where, um, and I felt this, I have been at this point too, where it's like, yes, like I, I feel like I have an awareness of all the things and I see it and I know what's going on. What can I do? Like how can I use my voice and my power as a human to actually help create change for, for others to see what I see or whatever, like whatever the action may be. So what would you say to person number three? Mm-hmm. I love that question. Um, all right. So where, where I sit with it now, and, and to be totally honest, I have battled with this over the last six months or so, is like knowing, knowing the right approach to go about this. But I really believe where I sit right now is that it's like combining that, that balance of awareness. I feel like I've, um, you know, I've, I've down enough rabbit holes to increase my awareness to a point where I feel confident enough to share with other people. And then I'm at a stage now where, I'm still using all of the tools for myself and we still do incredible embodiment retreats. Well, usually in Bali, but it'll probably be in Australia now. And we, we teach people breath work. And we, we have so many tools available to really keep ourselves clear energetically and to release trauma and all that. And so I'm like still very much involved with that because I believe that is a real gift to give someone their to give someone their life back. Cause that's what happened to me when I got into breath work. It was literally like, remembering who I was and what I came here to do when I dumped all of that trauma and that suppressed emotion away, it was like stepping into my power. And it's like, this is what I came here to do. So I'm now passionate about doing that. So I believe all of that work and all of the work that you're doing Ingrid is super powerful to really work on ourselves on a, not a superficial level, like reading a positive, inspiring book, which has its merit. But I, I really believe we need to go deeper and really into, you know, into our shadows and the areas that maybe we have been too afraid to look at, or maybe we aren't even aware that they're there. So I feel like that's a big part of it. For me personally, I feel like a big part for me as well is speaking my truth. And if something doesn't feel right for me, for example, the fact that then the governments are now saying that maybe the only way out of this coronavirus situation is that we all get vaccinated with this magical vaccination that's going to cure everyone in, in the world. That's, that is where I believe we need to make a stand and say, well, no, I have full confidence in my own immune system. I have full confidence that we will continue to be able to, to eradicate this without the need of, um, of a vaccination. So for that, I will be speaking 
you know, within my communities, within my tribes, um, whether it means doing more Facebook posts or um, sending letters to local MPs. You know, I believe we're at a stage now where we need to start standing up for our rights and saying we do not consent. This is part of our freedom as a human being. Say we do not consent to these things because it is a really slippery slope. Like already openly as my wife and I, we, we've never vaccinated our two kids because we went deep into learning about vaccinations and already we have been discriminated against. For example, my daughter Jazzy couldn't go to kindergarten because we chose not to vaccinate. In the future, the way it's going, this slippery slope, is that our kids may not be able to go to school because we don't vaccinate. And looking further down the line as well, part of the plan, the agenda, is that maybe people will not be able to travel internationally or maybe even in state unless they've been vaccinated. So like, where is the point? Where do we draw the line? They've already got an agenda where they want everyone, including adults, so everyone listening to this, will need to get the flu shot. Are you happy getting the flu shot when many of you probably haven't had the flu? I haven't had the flu in 20 years. So where do we stand up and say enough is enough? Where do we start sharing our wisdom, our knowledge with other people and starting to increase awareness around what is happening right now, the agendas behind the scenes, the people in power. We've got people like Bill Gates, who is a computer nerd from IBM and Microsoft, now calling the shots on what the world should do from a vaccination standpoint, where he has no medical background, he's not a doctor, but he's invested billions of dollars in vaccination companies and Monsanto and GMO products behind the scenes, and he's going to financially benefit from the agenda that he's pushing. We need to start seeing the bigger picture, and I really believe now is not the time to stay silent. Now is not the time to to say, oh, it'll all work out. It'll all be fine. I really believe we need to stand up for our rights. And the more of us that's come together and do that, the more we're going to halt what is happening right now. And um, I know it's going to happen. I believe in every cell of my body, but I really believe that more of us are going to have to stick together and have the courage to speak our truth. I love it. Fucking love it. Because I know for me, I'm like, I just want to go out and protest. I'm going to make a sign. <laughs> I never saw them go march down the streets. I'm like, hell no, we don't know. I'm like, they need to do something now. So yeah, yeah. and there's there's lots of, and I'm going to just um ask you something else in a, in a little bit, just to to touch on because I know we could have a whole other podcast on it. We might do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to touch on to sort of uh sort of what's the word I'm looking for? Gel it all together or thread it all together with an additional um, piece of the puzzle. But what I wanted to say, and please interject at any time with what I'm saying, my love, um, with this. So what Brad is saying, and like in a nutshell, from this whole entire thing is, and this is where the pandemic title comes in instead of pandemic. Um, the pandemic is let's evoke fear into the mass by, and as Brad has cited and noted plenty of examples from like the New Zealand Armageddon title on the the newspaper after one case of COVID-19 like it let's let's put let's put fear into the mass and if we evoke fear and what's the saying um the the people that created the pain also create the pill or created the mm-hmm. uh, there's d- different versions of it um so what he's saying is that all of this stuff is being fed we're being fed by the media we're not being actually shown all of the all of what's going on they're taking snippets of 
what they see to be going on and what they want us to believe that's going on. So then we fear, we fear COVID-19. And this happens, like we've been saying, across the board with so many different things, not just coronavirus, but we're going to stick with the coronavirus stuff um, because it's relevant for everybody. So if we, if we have the fear, then we're going to turn to them, like Brad just said, when they say, we've got the cure. And from doing that, it's a, it's a sense of mass control. And this is not about being some crazy person who like <laughs> runs around the streets and screams things. And um, it, it's not about being that person because we're like, Brad and I are just, you know, we're, we're like you guys. We don't really, <laughs> we don't look any different. We're not these crazy hippies that are in off the grid and have no, like as much as I'd love to be. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to be off the grid. Um, we're, we're, we're just like you guys. Like we are just like you guys. And we've, like we said before, we've been where you have been. But what we're saying is you don't have to, to follow what you're, you're being told is the way. You don't have to take what is being given as the answer. You don't, you, you can stand up and say no and exercise your right as a human this is a human right to say no and the overall thing is what we're putting across is the pandemic is um it's a step-by-step agenda for us to follow so we get to the point where it's um very highly (coughs) phlegm caught in the throat then it got so passionate (laughs) (laughs) highly um highly likely that there's going to be some kind of policy where it's no jab no travel no jab no job no jab no school and rather than go oh my god i have to have my kids go to school i've got to jab them with the covid19 thing oh my god i really want to travel overseas so i'm gonna to have to have the covid19 thing rather than th- out of fear just start to think why why if that comes through if that is an act becomes through as a reality for the mass why is it no jab no fill in the blank and this is what we're saying ask questions why why is that level of control needed why, do, why does the people, Bill Gates, who, um, government bodies, all of these other humans feel like they have this need to control us as a population and keep, you know, tracking and, and some people are fine with it. Some people seem to be okay with it. I'm not okay with that. And, and Brad's not okay with that. And this is why we're here having this conversation. Is there anything you wanted to add to that, Brad? No, that, that was beautifully said. But yeah, I, I encourage everyone just to start looking at the bigger picture of what has played out and it, it all links back to three key words problem so they create a problem yep. so for example coronavirus then step two so that's step one problem step two the reaction so the reactions in the media and the government fear 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 so there's a reaction in the in the mainstream which filters down to the public and that reaction is predetermined and planned like the armageddon the news, uh, newspaper then step three is solution. So what's the solution? We're going to create this vaccine that will then cure everyone, solve the problem, and then everything is back to normal. So all of this, and this has played out so many times in terms of bringing in new agendas. And even like if you go back to the gun laws in the US and so many different situations where there's problem, reaction, solution. And it's very much designed this way. So I guess from... Once we start seeing what is happening, then we can see the bigger picture of what the agenda is. And for those that want to do some more research, look up Agenda 2021, Agenda 2030. Um, there's, already, there's already signs that the agenda that they want to pull in is already happening. I'll give two quick examples. 
one agenda that they wanted to bring in maybe, you know, probably the first time I read about it was probably 10 years ago, was a cashless society. And the reason a cashless society is in their benefit is that everyone will be reduced to just using their cards to gain access to money, which everyone thinks, oh yeah, it makes sense. You know, cash carries around the virus and, you know, we probably don't need it anyway. We've all got our cards. But the thing that this does is it gets to a point where our control is restricted dramatically. So for example, if we don't conform to certain systems or legislation or something that we don't agree with, we don't conform, then it gets to the point where possibly our cards could be halted. Therefore our freedom is taken away. We can't buy food. We can't pay our bills. We can't do anything. So that's one thing that's already in place. They've already mentioned it countless times in the media cash will be literally non-existent after this finishes. The other thing is as well is we, we haven't talked about 5G much today, but with 5G um, surveillance, you know, they, they want to get... That was going to be my ending question. So continue um, on the 5G path for sure. Per perfect. So, so the agenda with 5G is that, you know, ideally they want to develop these smart cities, which are under um, surveillance with these 5G towers. And I can hear everyone saying, well, there's another conspiracy, blah, blah, blah. That's all good. Um, with the 5G, ideally they want to create a network of you know, 5G towers, which helps with their surveillance of humans. And once again, they'll do problem reaction solution. The, the idea that they'll present to the public is that they want to keep everyone safe and they want to keep everyone, you know, it, it's not going to be a control system. It won't be, you know, keeping track of people. It'll be more like safety and they want to you know, look out for everyone. It will be marketed and presented in this way. Um, but with 5G alone, you know, there, there's, there's literally thousands of doctors, scientists, medical experts that are expressing serious concerns about the 5G impacts on our health and what it's going to do. There's over 1,600 scientific peer-reviewed studies and papers showing the potential health impacts of EMF and wireless radiation. It's already there. All the data is there. And these um, big Telstra companies, telecom companies, they have invested zero dollars in testing the safety of 5G, zero. And they've publicly admitted that they've invested zero dollars testing the safety. And everyone and is just- can I, can I just rattle off some of the risks that you've actually mentioned? Yes, please do. Post. Okay, so this is, Brad has this in his post. Um, and you can also click on the link that he's provided in this particular post to see where your closest tower is. Unfortunately, mine is 500 meters away. I'm oh, not. Shit. Yeah, and it's only it's only been erected in the last couple of months, funnily enough. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, a whole other conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another podcast, right? That's there. another podcast episode. Yeah. Right okay, effects of 5G include, and this is also 4G, 3G, it's all the Gs, but it is mm -hmm. amplified because 5G is, what is it, 10 times more powerful than 4G, I think? Uh, it's probably a lot more. Small. I'd say a thousand because it's much smaller wavelength, which penetrates through us a lot easier. Yeah, got it. Okay. Right, so effects of 5G include increased cancer risk, cellular stress, increase in harmful free radicals, genetic damage, structural and functional changes of the reproductive system, learning and memory deficits, neurological disorders, negative impacts on general well-being in human, um, general well-being in humans. Like that's and that's just probably just a tip of what actually goes through. And yep. there's a whole um, potential health effects of 5G. So brain. I'm just going to rattle these off because I think they're important. Mm -hmm. Brain, headaches, dizziness, nausea, difficulty concentrating, depression, anxiety, memory loss, insomnia, fatigue, tremors, muscle spasms, tingling, 
altered reflexes, muscle and joint pain. And then respiratory, sin sinusitis, bronchi uh, bronchitis, asthma, pneumonia. Mm -hmm. In your eyes, pressure in or behind the eyes, deteriorating visions, cataracts, and your heart, palpitations, arrhythmia, chest pain or pressure, and low or high blood pressure. And um, and again, this is not for for us to do. Fuck, fucking hell, I'm gonna die. This is not <laughs> this is not a fear mongering episode or podcast or any of things. It's just be aware of the information, guys. Do your own research. Don't believe believe again what you're being told because there is they're not going to come out like <laughs> no one's going to come out onto mainstream media and go. Um, what's the pro the three step process? Did you say sorry, Brad? What do you what are the labels? Uh, uh, problem, reaction, okay. and then solution. Beautiful. So they're not going to come out and say the problem with five G is you're all going to get cancer, and you're all going to this and this is what's going to happen. And the reaction, obviously, everyone would be fear, and the solution would be they're not going to say we'll take the five G towers down, or we'll downgrade them back to four G, or we won't. They're not going to do that out in the open. Mm -hmm. They're not going to come to you with a, these are the actual effects of 5G. These are the actual effects of, of the COVID-19 vaccination or any vaccination. And side note, please read the leaflet that you don't get shown in the vaccinations. Mm. Um, and I also want to add, I have vaccinated both of my children up, up until the point where I think it's cut off now and they don't have any more. And if they do, they're not getting them. But when I have another child, that child will not be being vaccinated. If I had my time over again, my children will not be vaccinated. But I did because I was like you guys, a lot of you guys listening, I was on that path and I thought that was the right thing to do for my children's health. But back on track, <laughs> <laughs> whatever the fuck that was, um, it's, it's just about being more aware of um, what we're being told and what's actually going on because there is no government body or organization or large conglomerate that is going to actually tell us what is going on behind the scenes. There's not. They're only going to feed to us what keeps us at bay and doesn't create a global uproar or, or like freak out or protest or riot because they don't want that. And um, I keep saying, I keep using this reference because it just keeps coming to mind. I don't know. Have you seen the movie, The Ants movie? You would have. You've got two kids. I've seen that, yeah, The Ants. Yeah, yeah, The Ants movie. If you haven't seen The Ants movie, it's an awesome, I think it's a Pixar movie. It's really, really awesome. So basically the theme of the movie is the grasshoppers overrun the ants and the ants are in fear of the grasshoppers because the grass, grasshoppers keep threatening the ants. There are less grasshoppers than there are ants until the ants figure that out. And then the ants overthrow the grasshoppers because they're like, holy shit, there's a whole bunch of us. There's less of them. Why are we succumbing to their their orders and, and their demands and their... And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Great kids movie, a.k.a. documentary. Yeah, exactly. It's spot on. Yeah. yeah. We outnumber them. Like, they're, they're probably... The people in power, if you've followed the chain back further enough, far enough, is, like, li less than 1%. Yep. Yeah. And, yep. every, and the way it works is that they're literally at the top of the chain and then you look at the structure of the way everything is created is that there's always like CEOs or there's bosses above the CEOs or there's boards or whatever. So they only have to control the people at the top of the chain and then everyone else is just taking their orders. And it's, just, it's no different to the doctors now that are treating all these patients and it goes against everything that they've been taught in medical school 
but because they're being told from a higher directive, they're following orders. And there's even a case coming out now where doctors say, well, well, no, I don't believe in this. So they're being downgraded. There's one doctor that was working in ICU and he didn't agree with some of the protocols and then he was downgraded to emergency. And if he doesn't agree with the protocols there, he'll be downgraded again. And it's no different to the way politics work. You only get high up in politics if you agree with the agendas that they want to bring in. And if you don't, you don't make it up there. And it's no different to people in Hollywood as well. So there's, yeah, if you follow it back to the basics, that there are people at the top of the chain that have very clear agendas and they call it, the agendas are phased in and what is referred to as the totalitarian tiptoe. So they do it little bit by little bit, step by step over many, many years. They have a big picture. They're very patient as to what they want to do because they know if they bring in all of these rules and new laws and everything at once, people are going to say, well, fuck that. That's, that's just too much to deal with. People will stand up. But when our, when our human rights are taken away step by step, it becomes normal. Little, it gets normalized. Exactly. And then before you know it, like all these laws and rules and legislation is passed without us even being aware of it. And over time, it gets to the point, well, what happened to our freedom? What happened to the freedom that we fought for and our, you know, our ancestors fought for? It's gone. Um, so that's why it's more than ever, it's so important for us to get educated, increase our awareness. So then we have more information on board so that we can stand up to what is happening because the way it's, it's, it's heading right now is very predictable and it's been predicted for decades even right back to 1984 the the book from um, George Orwell you know it's um he he predicted all of this that was nearly 40 years ago um so it's it's been and even people like David Icke everyone thought he was like this ridiculous crazy man from the UK but everything yeah. that he predicted 20 30 years ago is now coming true he predicted 5G he predicted they want to start you know microchipping everyone they he predicted about vaccinations and about the new world order and the one government and all these things and everyone's labeled him as a crazy man but now more people are following them, him than ever before he released a video and it'll get three million views in like three days because people are now waking up and thinking wow he was actually onto something and i'll add i'll add some of those links and um references and stuff in the notes as well gorgeous yeah. But I just, I also think like, no matter what it is, I just think, okay, so let's just look at this decision. If I stand up to this and say, no, if I end up being wrong, what's the worst case scenario? Like it doesn't actually, let's just say the COVID vaccine, for instance, if I'm like, okay, so I, I'm not unwell. My children aren't unwell. We're like really healthy. We have great immune systems. Why would I choose to have that vaccine? If I stand up and say, no, what's the worst thing that happens if, you know, for instance, the whole um, microchipping thing isn't true. Like, all right, so I just, I say, or, you know, I've said no when I don't have the vaccine and there wasn't actually a microchip. It was, even though the vaccine itself is something I'm not in congruence with, but if I say no to that thing and it didn't happen, then great. Versus down the track where we say yes to these things because we're in fear of what will happen. And then it actually comes to fruition and we're like, fuck. Why didn't I stand up? Why didn't I speak my truth? Why didn't I say no? Like I'd prefer to be made the fool down the track if I'm proven wrong, like with all of this, but I've stood up for my own rights and, and I've said no where I feel is right for me and my family and I've speaking, spoken my truth. 
I'd feel better about that. And then people going, you're an idiot, Ingrid, it didn't even happen. I'd be like, great. Like, yeah, exactly. that's fine. I'm just, I don't care that you, you still think I'm a crazy person with a tinfoil hat. That's fine. It didn't happen. Fantastic. I'd prefer that than going with every, going along with everything and falling into line and being the ants um, that we're being made out to be. I'd much prefer that. So that's how I look at it. Totally. I agree. And a, a huge thing, a huge motivator for me, and I'm sure many of your listeners have got kids as well, but a massive mm-hmm. motivator for me right now is my kids. Like I really want to leave the world in a better place than when I arrived. Absolutely. And that's a huge motivator for me. And I don't want to be on my deathbed in 60 years time thinking to myself, I wish I had spoken up more. I wish I'd have said my truth. I wish I had done this. I wish I had done that. I want to be on my deathbed saying I did everything humanly possible to, to change the way things are and to bring in a, a better reality for my kids and my grandkids. That, that really motivates me. So for anyone who, yeah, I, I totally get it. If people are skeptical, if people yeah. leave, this, you know, leave this thinking we're just, um, we're crazy. That's totally cool. I've been there as well and I totally get it. But um, if you can just leave with one or two little nuggets for, you know, yeah. just do a little bit more research or jump online or, um, you know, this could be the seed that is planted that starts to grow in the, in the mind and maybe there's um, something that you can really start believing in and fighting for yourself. You know, maybe, it, maybe for you it's about you might believe strongly in the vaccination thing. If you want to go down that path, I recommend the Truth About Vaccine series. It's actually running at the moment, but you can get free access to that. Um, if you want to find out more about the monetary system and the Fed Reserve and the way the banks operate and everything, I recommend Thrive, which is an online docker. I know you can link to these uh, in grid as well. Um, if you want to find out more about the media and Hollywood and how they use both of those to manipulate the way we think and the way we act and the way we buy and the way we, um, we believe certain things, then Out of Shadows is an amazing docker as well. But yeah, tune in with what, what feels right for you and then see where it takes you. And you may think all of this is a crock of shit and that is totally okay as well. Yeah, totally. And there's also, I used to have the belief of, but the research that you're showing me is, is minimal and the information that I'm give, being given on a regular basis is what is out there most of, what am I going to believe, more information or less information? Mm. But you, this is what we're saying, guys. The, the information that we're showing you is, is not going to be shown for the reasons that we've stated over the last 14 hours we've been talking. Um, it's not going to be shown. That's why the information is less than the stuff that you're used to reading, seeing, watching, listening to, etc. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, and also, and on that point as well, yeah, when, when you see how, like especially watching Out of the Shadows and you see how all of the big media companies, even though there's so many channels, which they do for a reason, they see, oh, there's hundreds of channels, especially in the US, but here, you know, we have multiple channels, stations, we have Netflix, we have all these things. So there's so many options, but when you filter it back, it's the same companies that have the scripts. Like say for, if you're in Australia, for example, you've got the 7 News and the 9 News and 10 News and... Yeah, they're all on different channels, but the stories that they report on are all very similar because they're owned by the same people at the top of the chain. So even though there's the illusion of choice, so what we're being fed, and this happens with the newspapers as well, what we're being fed is the same agenda, the same narrative. Whereas when you go online, we've got the freedom to go on YouTube on, you know, whether it's doing a Google search, when you dig deeper, there's so many 
video platform sites now where incredible people are brave enough to speak truth. Doctors, scientists, you know, medical professionals, so many different backgrounds. There is so much information available for us to really do our research and dive in. And there's actually even more than what we see on the mainstream media. So yeah, that's what I would encourage everyone to do is like take a step back from the mainstream, start doing your research, start with the docos that we mentioned earlier, which we'll link to, and then that will start your journey and then see where it takes you. I strongly recommend Out of the Shadows because it actually mm. pieces together and collates a lot of that um, agenda stuff that is said across the board. Yes. I, know, I know it's an American um, version, but it happens everywhere. It's not just it's mm -hmm. not just in America. It happens everywhere. But it's a really powerful. You just watch it and go, holy fucking shit. And they don't just show you one or two examples. It's example after example saying the exact, and I mean exact, same thing over and over and over in all these different channels. Mm -hmm. um, scripted. Yeah. yeah, scripted. And it's only one example, just one example of how that what that looks like. So, yeah, mm -hmm. How the Shadows is a great place to start. Yeah. Um, and I'll put the link in the notes. Okay. All right, my darling man, this has been a fucking phenomenal. I could just, this could just be part one of 50 series quite <laughs> easily, quite easily. Yeah. Um, no, thank you so much for the opportunity. Like not, what was that 90 minutes? Jesus, that, that went really quickly. So <laughs> yeah, really quick. <laughs> yeah. I'm, um, I'm super passionate about it. Thank you for connecting with me and giving me the opportunity to, to talk about this stuff i'm super yeah super passionate about it love talking about it and um yeah hopefully the people that listen to this get some value and as we said at the start don't take anything we say as truth you are your own sovereign being you can do your own research your own investigating start connecting your own dots and come to alignment with what is truth for you and operate from that place yes preach it preach yeah. it brother absolutely <laughs> And I'll also have some fantastic links for other um, Instagram pages and stuff you can follow to get more information about stuff that we've spoken about. There's going to be lots of information in the notes. So get out a notepad pen. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, my love. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And I will speak to you all soon. Bye, gorgeous Brad. Thanks so much. Bye. Hey, guys. Maddox back. Maddox back again. Um, thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure you give mum five stars. Peace out.